This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK brought to you by Cypress Credit Union for a limited time only. Get a free Utah Jazz signed Joe Ingles jersey when you open a new dream checking account with direct deposit at Cypress Credit Union. Cypress Credit Union, your future is our future. Joe, I'm curious, how many jerseys did you sign for this promotion? I do not do anything. Everything is um, no, no, no jerseys. It's all me. Well, you're on the road again. This is a week, basically a week road trip here before you get back yeah. home. At this point in the season, how much is it a mental drudgery to find your way to get through it? Uh, you played so many games, so many trips, and all that stuff, and you still got ten games to go. Um, yeah, I mean, it is, it's a a little bit of that. Um, obviously I think, I mean, every team at this point is, um, no, I I would be surprised if any player was playing at a hundred percent, everyone's a a bit fatigued or a little bit beat up injury wise or or whatever it is. So, um, yeah, it's just obviously, I think for us, and I've said it a few times that probably really boring but just about keep getting better and better and being better the next game and if, if we're not then we, we're trying to figure it out what, what we did or what we need to do to be better the next game um, so obviously we had a couple of losses in there and um, go and kind of look at it and figure it out and go back out and then have another crack it's it's it's, uh, it's just the way it is so um yeah, you just got to be locked in as best you can. Um, like I said, it's kind of our last big trip. I think we got one more trip of one game and one of two, and that's all we've got to, uh, kind of over the rest of the year. So, um, yeah, he's figuring it out, still trying to get better and, and obviously um, get ready for the playoffs. Tell me about that pregame speech you must have given last night. Guys, I know these last two games have – have been hard, but I'm on the radio with DJ and PK tomorrow. Let's let's go shoot 58% from three. Let's score 154 points. Let's set a club record. Let's turn this mood around and fire it up for the radio show. Am I right? Um, yeah, it was it was very close to that. Coach mm-hmm. brought it up again. Coach knew um, what was going on, so um, a lot of credit to him for for getting the guys ready for the the win for the radio show. Um, but no, it was. I mean, I don't think you ever can say we were we were that prepared or, or that ready to to play. I think we um, we knew what we needed to do. We knew. Um, I mean, even going into it, my mindset, like we're obviously we're obviously down, Mike and, and Donovan, and um, me figuring out how to how to help and how to not how to help, but how how to. I've played a lot of point guard here, not a lot of times with both our point guards out, and both 
all-stars out. <laughs> um, so it's a little bit different. So um, I was kind of going into it just trying to figure out what I could do, kind of controlling the, the tempo, obviously obviously trying to trying to help us win the game, but um, pushing the ball, running the, the, the right plays for the right guys, um, obviously knowing that um, I feel the... I didn't know at the time, but obviously all our young guys got in, obviously by the end of it. But um, yeah, getting them involved and, and when they're in the game, trying to trying to keep them in the flow with with what we were doing. So um, yeah, I don't think we anyone would have prepared for for what we did. But um, no, it was I think we moved the ball well. Um, I think obviously the the packages was a bit more basic again uh, which we've talked about before just to, to, to play and, and be free a little bit and guys were moving the ball and, and, and shooting shots and, and obviously we made shots I think if I mean if we make what two or three maybe only more shots in that second Minnesota game we probably win as well so there's a fine line with that and um, we, we shot the ball and, and, and made a lot of them so it was a, it was a good night so I grew up in Phoenix, went to uh, high school and college there and worked there in a while, and both my wife and our families are all down there. So I know that the Suns were the original pro team in that area, and when they win, the town gets way excited, and they're winning now. So that town is way excited. I've talked to my sister. She's a big Suns fan again and all that stuff. So they're going to view it as a big game when you play the Suns. How are you or the Jazz going to view it? Yeah, I mean it's it's the same the same as the last game and the sixty whatever before that. We, we we're going to continue to to keep trying to get better. Um, obviously, we want to win the game. We're, we're not going into the game to lose. Um, I guess same kind of thing as as the last game we just had. Like it's a it's a little bit of figuring out figuring it out along the way. Um, me handling the ball from, from the get-go, obviously not having Mike and Don there to to, uh, to help me or me help them. Um, but no, we'll, we, it's, I mean it's a we, we've we've lost to them. Um, they've got a game plan um, which they actually have called. I think they coach or someone was saying they call we're calling out Utah, so it's a kind of a specific game plan for us. And um, so so we know they'll they'll be ready and. Um, we just got to come out. I think exactly with the mindset we did of last game is to to play play free, to to move the ball and and, and shoot the ball. Um, and then I think what we did yesterday on the defensive end, granted we scored whatever we scored, hundred and whatever the franchise record was. Um, we, we we were all also defending, and we we were also not giving up offensive rebounds. They. At some point in the game, they they had kind of nothing off offensive rebounds and, and turnovers. So that, that, that was obviously a key of um, for us to get a shot up, make more possessions offensively. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be fun out there tomorrow. So you played against Chris Paul in uh, well, obviously in Phoenix this year, Oklahoma City last year, Houston before that, and before that the Clippers. Has he changed at all? Has he is his game changed that much since you were in camp with them? How well did you get to know him then? Um, he's a lot older now, as we <laughs> all are. <laughs> um, no, I think he's. I mean, I think for him, what's made him so 
so good and continues to be good is um, everyone knows the leadership and the, the, the communication side of it and all that, but I think he just keeps finding more and more ways to to, to be effective, to, to keep helping his teams. Um, he obviously, and I don't even really know, but I'm assuming he's 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 not this exactly the same guy. I don't think he'd be feeling as as healthy and good as he did seven years ago out there. Um, but I know he I know he spends a lot of time on his on his body and preparation and, and diet and all that to to I mean, what is he like late thirties? Um to to still be playing at a still be playing in the NBA at that point is impressive, but to, to also be playing at the, the level that he has the last couple of years, especially a little bit last year with that OKC team, what he did, and then he's He's, I mean, he's almost pretty much done the same thing here. Um, helps when you've got Devin Booker, you've got Aiden, you get a Jay Crowder, uh, all those guys. So, um, yeah, they're a good team. They've obviously built something. Um, I think yesterday or the day before, whenever they clinched the playoff, it was the first time in 10 years. So they, they've obviously been building something and they've, they've done a good job so far. And, and he's obviously... Um, a massive piece of that. From game to game, how much, uh, as far as confidence goes with shooting, is it fickle? Well, I mean, it, like, it kind of just is what it is. Like, you go into a game and you've done everything you can, obviously, prior to, to tip off. Um, you've done your routine, you've done whatever, maybe you shot the day before, maybe you didn't, maybe we had a day off or whatever the, the, the schedule was um, and you go in there and I mean sometimes you shoot, you might shoot 10 of them and they all feel feel like the, the 10 best shots you've shot and they, they rim out or they just roll out and you, you don't make one or maybe you make one or two or whatever um, and there's days that you don't even think you're shooting the ball well or you don't, it doesn't feel that good, it doesn't even, it barely hits the net Um so it's uh, you, you just kind of. For me, it's a lot of the time. It's it's what we've talked about, like not taking bad ones, because I think the percentages just go way down um, when you, you're taking a shot that's not comfortable or it's not the shot your shot, quote unquote. Um, so it's, yeah, I think it's like you go into it, and it, like I said, like I mean, it's what it is. Like if you you get good looks, obviously we. Not like I'm gonna miss a couple and start shooting with my right hand to try that. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that you can do that way. But it's it's about finding space, knowing the game plan, knowing when you can shoot. I think that was kind of a, a little bit of a lead into like that Minnesota game. Like we we shot sixty something threes, and and I think a lot of them were were really good shots. Like I don't think many of them at all were. Well, bad shot. I shot 13, and I don't, th- I don't know if I've ever shot 13 before, but I was thinking about it after, and I was like, maybe I took some bad ones. I was like, there might have been like one or two that I wouldn't like normally always take, but I also didn't feel like they were like horrible. So it's like, um, but they, they weren't going in. If I make six of them that day, we maybe we win by 10. Like it's, yeah. a, it's a fine line. So it's just about, uh, I think, you do all that preparation, you do the, the stuff to get ready for a game, and then when you get out there, you, you, you shoot the ball with confidence, whether you are 5 for 5 or 0 for 5. Um, 
I mean, we've all seen it a million times where you don't make a shot all game and then you make a big one at the end or, or vice versa. You can make a bunch at the start and, and kind of cool off. So, um, yes, um, the, the beauty of, of playing the sport we play. 13 is your season high for three-pointers, Joe. You have let it rip many games, but not like that. I want, I want, I want to double back to something you said earlier in the interview about uh, figuring out how to play when both guys are gone. Because you've played when either Donovan's been out or Mike's been out, yeah. but now they're, they're both out. And I'm curious how different that is because it just seemed to me that you, well, you'd be running pick and rolls with Rudy and with Derek, whoever's in the game, and you'd be looking for your three. And so I, I guess... I figured how often you're doing it would probably you know, you'd probably run more pick and rolls and run the offense more, but I thought you'd run it the same way. How would it be different? Um, I mean, it's I, I don't know how often. I'm sure a few times, but I don't know how often I've I've started at point guard and played it for. Obviously, last night was a little different because I only played it probably less than we anticipated or, or thought maybe going in like never think you're going to win by 50 so um, yeah I mean it's just I think it's hard to explain I think it's just it's just different I'm I'm usually like kind of that secondary ball hander even if I'm out there with Mike or, or whatever obviously Mike's a point guard Donovan's a point guard and if I get a rebound or they've taken off then obviously I can bring it and, and then obviously there's stretches where I, I play kind of the backup minutes um, as a point guard Um and I think, I mean, especially this year, there's always been one of them there. But when I have done it this year, at the times that I have, I know what I'm running. I know what it's for. I know that all the team knows. It's usually that group of like Mike and I, one of us is in there, or depending on injuries, um, sometimes both of us, sometimes one of us. But a lot of stuff for JC, a lot of pick and rolls for, for Mike and I or whoever's in. Um, so it's just a bit more of the, the kind of controlling the, the game a little bit, starting, um, I mean, first, second, second possession, whatever it is, like Mo Hikers picked me up full court. Like that's not, you don't get that when you're playing against the, the kind of the second unit. It, it, it'll be like that tomorrow, that Javon Carter and those guys um, are going to pick up full court regardless. So it's, it, it's just different. It's not, it's not massive. Um, I'm not saying... Like I was uncomfortable because it's I'm the primary kind of ball handler or, or whatever, um, but it is it's just different. A lot more um, thinking. There was a couple of possessions where we we as good as 150 odd points. Look, there was a couple of possessions where I even got like I kind of had like a brain freeze bringing the ball up of like what to what to run real quick because I was trying to who haven't I who haven't I ran play for like has JT had a shot has I, have I got boy on my maybe it's George's turn maybe I would get Rudy involved like wh- whoever was out there um, and there was a couple in a row where I literally had like this brain freeze and we had te- we ran terrible offense and we we didn't get good shots and I think coach called a timeout and I was like that was on me like I just literally had a, a kind of blurred moment of, of what to run so it's just things like that that usually I can throw the ball to Michael Donovan they'll, they'll figure it out and um, maybe it will be a play for me. So, um, yeah, it's just it's a little bit different. Um, but I think after last night, um, I'll obviously going a bit more prepared, knowing 
kind of exactly what to run at all times and, and then the the back end kind of boring part for a lot of people but it's also me trying to help Trent when Trent's in there as well um, just keeping him confident and knowing what to run and, and pushing the ball and, and stuff like that so um, yeah it's uh, it's a little bit different but it's all uh, it's all good which is the team prioritizing the number one seed um, and we want to keep winning if that continues and, and we end up in number one seed then great um, we haven't sat around a bonfire and sing Kumbaya and talked about it and um, all stuff like that. I mean, we're not allowed to with COVID anyway, so that defeats that purpose. But um, yeah, I think we we haven't sat around and talked to. Obviously, we we want to finish as high as we can, which is obviously where we are at the moment. Um, but like I've said before, it's it's about us playing better and better and better. And by the playoffs, we, we want to be playing the best basketball we can for, for going into that kind of portion of the season. So, um, yeah, it'd be ideally it'll be it'd be nice. But um, we also can't control what, what other teams do and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Let the Jazz fans uh, get angry over my answer there, but. Yeah, uh, <laughs> same thing. Kind of, it is what it is, right? Like, what? Yeah. Teams are going to rest. Teams are going to. I don't know what we're going to do. I'm not saying we're going to do that or not. I, I don't get to go into those meetings. Um, but we, we obviously, like I said, want to be playing. We want to be fresh. We want to be healthy. Um, obviously, even Mike's situation right now, like he, we got some. Obviously, he's a little beat up and and waiting for for Don's ankle and stuff like that. So um, uh, I think health is, is priority number one. There's no point limping into a playoff series down a couple of guys that you've you've played for all year. Um, so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll let those guys, the, the medical people, will handle kind of that side of, of that. And whoever's out there to play available, we'll do our best to, to keep winning. Well, we really got to go. I want to get to the bottom of the whole George Niang saying he doesn't want to trash talk with you because you're too good and, and you might hurt him and he might be scarred. Was that Who was, said that? George. George in a pregame feature last night. It was with him and he, him and, uh, and him and Matt. And he said, who's the bigger trash talk? He just raised his hand. He said, you're the one guy he doesn't want to get into it with, though. You could crush He's him. He's an idiot. <laughs> he doesn't shut up. <laughs> He sits next to me on the plane, too, and he, I'm telling you, he does not shut up. Yeah, but we heard that was a great feature. You even tweeted it out. That was a great feature about you guys riding together on the plane and all the family videos and all that. Chris Camerati wrote it for The Athletic. It was awesome. You it was gave, a hell of an article, too. Yeah, you gave it the seal of Thank approval. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a good dude. Yeah. Um, but, no, George is an idiot. I ain't even <laughs> say about him. But our Q&A will be a great thing in the auction that was on there yesterday. So someone someone bid a lot of money for for the kids. Someone bid a lot of money for the kids. All right. We got to run, Joe. Good luck in the games. We Appreciate will talk it. to you again next week. Thank you. Thanks, guys.